Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. I discuss and review movies new and old. You can watch the show on YouTube and Facebook under the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. You can listen wherever you get podcasts. Please rate and review the show on your app of choice. You can email the show at bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. Please visit the podcast website at letmebendyourear.com. All the episodes will be available there. So I'm um, doing a live show tonight. I haven't done a live one in quite a long time. Got the house to myself, or almost to myself. My daughter's sleeping right now, but uh, I've got the house to myself in that sense. But I want to go ahead and do a live show tonight. I am going to discuss the movie The Holdover starring Paul Giamatti. I'll get into that in a few minutes, but I've been trying to increase the number of live shows that I do, and I've uh, completely failed at that, obviously. Uh, so I thought tonight would be a good opportunity to do it. And uh, one of two things, to have a live show, and hopefully if uh, you want to interact via chat or actually come on the show, and we can discuss um, the holdovers or anything about movies that you'd like to do. I want to try to do more of these when I have the opportunity uh, and free time and a space to myself to do it. So obviously, if you've listened to this podcast for any period of time, you know that uh, I do this, of course, in my spare time between work and and raising two small kids. It's tough to get the time to record as frequently as I would like. So obviously, that's always been a challenge uh, for this podcast, but I enjoy doing it a lot. And I really wanted to commit to doing the live shows, not every single week, but at least frequently uh, to give people the chance to interact with me and hopefully build the audience that way. So if you look on the ticker here on the bottom, if you can see it, uh, the show is live right now on X, which is at Bend Your Ear Pod, on my personal Facebook page and on the show's Facebook page. So the show's Facebook is Let Me Bend Your Ear, and the YouTube channel is also Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. So if you want to chat, don't want to come on the show live and talk to me, but if you have a question or you want to discuss something the best ways to do it in the chat is going to be through the Facebook, the show's Facebook page or the YouTube channel. So if you type in those two areas of the chat, I'll see them here and uh, I will be able to answer any questions or, or discuss something with you regarding either the holdovers or something else. Now, if you want to come on the show, as you can see, you'll see it on the ticker as well. Let me know that in the chat and then what I'll do is I will put the link in the chat so it's really easy to get on the show the the link is browser based so you can do it from your smartphone your tablet your pc your laptop whatever device you're using uh, i'll put the link in the chat in the youtube page and on the show's facebook and all you have to do is click on it and it'll open up a browser so as long as you have a web browser which everybody has on their smartphones or every other device pops right up it asks for your name and then i'll get a notification that you want to come in i'll put you on live and we can uh, have a discussion live and you can be a part of the show so uh, instead of trying to put it through periodically if somebody wants to pop in again just let me know and i'll put the link in the chat and if, like i said you'll see that information scrolling along the bottom of the screen as well and normally i do this at the end but i'm going to do it at the beginning since i'm live now anyway and i'll do it again at the end 
Um, if you want to support the show, this is a one-man operation. So uh, I do have some costs for the website and uh, some, a couple of, like I said, nothing spectacular. But if you do want to support the show, right up here on this side, you have a QR code. Just click on that and feel free to, uh, if you feel free to donate, that'd be great. Or you can go to the show's X page and there's a tip jar there if you want to do that as well. So I would appreciate that. All right. So <clears throat> I may or may not have a guest on this live episode. Uh, I've got a call out to my son, Anthony, who is a big movie buff like me. So he may or may not be joining us depending on what he's doing tonight. So we'll see how it goes from there or if one of you decide to join. So I am going to be talking about The Holdovers. So The Holdovers is a 2023 film directed by Alexander Payne. Now, I saw the preview for this probably, I don't know, fall of 2023. And one of the biggest draws for me is it stars one of my favorite actors, the great Paul Giamatti, who I've loved since I first saw him in Howard Stern's Private Parts. And he's been, you know, of course, in a bunch of movies. And uh, I'm a big fan of his. He's He reminds me of an old school character actor. So who's become somewhat of a movie star. So he's, you know, character actors kind of go through movies and you know you know of them and they're always very good. Uh, but, uh, you know, they never attain that movie star status. So Paul Giamatti, to me, while he's not in the upper echelon of stardom, a lot of people know who he is and have seen his work. And he's, for me, always fantastic. So I saw the preview for this and he's playing a professor um, at, a school, at a private school. I'll get into that in a minute. And just seeing that preview just and seeing his work and even in the small sample size in the preview, I was very excited because, like I said, I'm a big fan of his. And now if you know Alexander Payne's work, I, I have seen only two of his other films before The Holdovers, which was Election, the film that came out, I think, in 1998 with Reese Witherspoon. Fantastic movie. Love it. And then I saw the other film that he made with Paul Giamatti, Sideways, which, of course, became a huge and, you know, huge... Um, small film hit and he, I think believe he got I believe he got an Oscar nomination if not a Golden Globe nomination he's fantastic in that movie and as I watch the holdovers there's a lot of similarities with that performance in sideways and this performance in this movie even though it's a different character and I'll get into that uh, in a moment so the plot of the holdovers is very straightforward it's set in 1970 in a New England private school and you have uh, Paul Giamatti's character he is a teacher that has been there for quite a long time, a very long time. So it's set around the holiday season, and there is a. What happens at the school is every year there are usually a small amount of kids, because of course there's a Christmas break, usually a two week Christmas break, and the kids go home for the holiday. But there's always, for whatever reason, a group of kids that do not go home for whatever reason. Parents are working not available, you know, that they are, they're kind of there and they're stuck at the school. So every year there's a rotation where one of the professors has to stay and monitor, you know, obviously chaperone the children for the time of vacation. So in this scenario, you have the group of students, whoever they may be in a particular year, you have the teacher and then you have the cafeteria person because obviously they have to be fed during this time. So, again, Paul Giamatti plays teacher Paul Hunnam. And like I said, he's been there quite a long time. And 
he is a kind of a hard-nosed teacher, an old-school teacher. You know, he's the teacher that people kind of make fun of, you know, or annoyed by. And uh, he gets stuck doing the duty this year because the teacher that's supposed to do it comes up with a, my parent, or have an illness or some lame excuse. So he ends up getting stuck being the holdover person. So that's part of the story. And then the other part, you have a group of kids that end up being there led by um, Angus Tully, played um, by Newcomer. And I just had the list pulled up here, sorry. Played by Newcomer, Dominic Sessa. So apparently from what I read on that, he was uh, discovered as his first acting job. So he plays that role. So he's a troubled teenager. And as the movie opens, you know, he's kind of rebellious, kind of sullen. But what you notice early on in the movie is what happens is He's ready to go home. His parents, you know, he's ready to go see his mom, very close to his mom, spend vacation, and they were supposed to go on a trip. So at the very last minute, right before vacation's about to start, Agnes gets a call. Agnes, Angus gets a call, and his mom says, hey, look, sorry, you know, we're not going to be able to pick you up for vacation. So his mom had just gotten remarried, and she tells him that they're going to actually go on their honeymoon because it was delayed. So he's very, very angry that she's choosing to go on her honeymoon instead of spending vacation with him. So he's stuck at the school with a couple of other kids that are there and then the cafeteria worker. And she's played actually by Devon Joy Randolph. As I was watching the movie, I'm like, I know her. I know her. And as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, I know I've seen her somewhere before. And I had to look it up while I was watching the movie. She's actually the detective and the Hulu series Only Murders in the Building, if you're familiar with that show, with uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. So she is the cafeteria worker there. So her character is introduced as well. So it's, you know, it's the group of kids, and there's three or four of them at the beginning, and as the movie progresses, there is, one of the kids has a, well, they all have very affluent parents, but one of these kids has a dad that's going to take them on a ski trip and he picks them up in a helicopter. So, of course, Angus is super excited that he's going to go. So he cannot go because they cannot get a hold of his parents to give permission for them to go with the other parent. So he's literally the only one left after all the other kids leave. So, of course, this is making him even angrier. So he's stuck by himself. It's him, the teacher, and the cafeteria worker. So they become the three that are stuck up there at the school together and none of them are happy about it at all. And that's the, basically the setup for the movie. So the performances are, are good all the way around. I'll, I'll start with, with Dominic Sessa as Angus. He's very good in this movie. For, his, for it being his first role, he does a really good job. And what's, what you see in the movie as, as, the, as the story unfolds is you see him as an angry, kind of rebellious, but at the same time, you can see he's really hurt that his mom kind of blew him off and that he was very close to his mother. And, of course, he has a stepdad now. Uh, the real father's not in the picture. That kind of unfolds later in the movie. But he's very angry, but very close to his mom. And like I said, you can see that he's hurt. And as the movie unfolds, you start to find out more layers of his personality, kind of what type of kid he is. So you see that kind of reveal itself as the movie progresses. And the same is said for um, 
Devon Joy's Devon, excuse me, Devon Joy Randolph's character, uh, her playing Mary Lamb. So she is a the cafeteria worker there, very kind of quiet, very to herself. Um, you find out as of course of this movie unfolds is that her son actually was a soldier that was killed in Vietnam, and he was actually a student of the school. And she worked there so he would be able to be educated. That he was a very smart kid, very bright, and he ends up going to Vietnam, and 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 he is unfortunately killed in that conflict. And there's the subtext there, and, and they discuss that how you know they bring up how and which was a, a controversy in the Vietnam War how most of the people that went were not affluent. They were you know middle class to lower middle class kids that fought and died. Where a lot of upper crust kids or richer kids or kids of parents that were influential were able to either defer or not be in the war so they talk about that slightly and of course she's dealing with a lot of grief and and there's a great scene in the film where where it all kind of just bubbles over uh, her grief just comes out and uh, she's fantastic in that scene and she's also also uh, oscar nominated for the role as well now i'll go right into paul giamatti so of course like i said a little bit earlier he's fantastic and everything i think he's he's one of my favorite actors so i love watching him you know anything like i said anything from private parts to john adams to cinderella man he's just fantastic sideways as i stated earlier so his character it's funny because like i said his character in the holdovers is kind of similar to his character in sideways because in sideways if you've seen the film he was he was a frustrated novelist that was like having, I don't know, the you know midlife crisis, whatever. But he goes on that wine tasting tour because he's a connoisseur of wine. And, you know, he's kind of a person that's that's not achieved what he thought he would be able to achieve. So he's trying to write a novel. Where in this film, he is a teacher that's trying to kind of write a, a what's the word, scholastic book. And he's been frustrated in those efforts. And, you know, he's, he was a student of the school as well. And his life kind of went on a trajectory that uh, that was not for him a success. So it, it's it's funny those characters kind of have a similar life story. And the great thing about Giamatti and when I think he's at his best and his funniest at the same time is when he's aggravated, frustrated, when he's put upon. Um, I always think of kind of Kelsey Grammer and Frasier. If you watch that show, the funniest moments in Frasier when it comes to, to Fraser's character is when he's either put upon or his snobbery is punctured by the people around him. And that's always the, you know, the source of the funniest moments in that show. And that's kind of the source of the moments here in, in this movie as well. If you look at the picture that I posted on the event for this, there's a reaction shot. So what happens is, and there's a scene in the, there's a scene in the movie where Angus is running around, you know, because he's bored. He's he's going crazy, so he goes into the gym, and and Paul warns him, "Don't go in there. Don't get hurt. Don't get hurt." So he jumps on a trampoline, and just basically falls and hits the ground. So what you step photo is the reaction shot for Paul Giamatti of horror. What the hell just happened? I'm responsible for this kid. You can see it all on his face, and that's where he's fantastic. That shot is in the trailer. I think it's in one of the posters, and then that's the shot I put for the the photo for this episode it's just hilarious and he's fantastic he's hilarious he's poignant as you as the relationship grows between paul 
and Dominic and Mary, they become kind of like a little family unit as, as the movie progresses during this two-week time period of the vacation. And they kind of reveal themselves to each other. You know, Mary dealing with her grief, Paul dealing with his frustration with life, and then, of course, Angus dealing with his anger and his situation um, with his family. So all of those things kind of unfold in very poignant, very funny, very dramatic ways. So, I mean, this is basically a comedy drama. Now, it unfolds at a pretty slow pace. It's a slow-paced film intentionally because it's characters, you know, going through these situations. So I think for me, and it's not really a criticism per se, uh, it's just uh, an observation more than anything else. It's a, it's a slow-moving film, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, you know, it's almost, you know, you're so used to the, you know, with the exception, of course, Oppenheimer, of the, you know, action movies, comic book movies, all those ones that are fast-moving, boom, 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 boom. This is kind of a throwback movie. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because it's set in 1970, but it feels like that it's from that time because it's more interested in, delving into these characters and revealing aspects of these characters' personalities and their lives as the movie progresses. And that does it in a very deliberate, there's no rush. It's just very slow paced, like I said, and that's fine. And it's, you get to enjoy the performances. And like I said, all three of the lead performances are really good. Uh, but of course, Paul Giamatti is, is fantastic. And I know he's gotten, I think he won the Golden Globe. Um, he's nominated for an Oscar. I don't know if he's going to win, I have a, I think he's a dark horse candidate. I think of course, uh, I'm sure, uh, Killian Murphy from Oppenheimer is going to be the front runner, but it's funny. I, it's weird how these things work. Sometimes I think Oppenheimer is going to win a bunch of Oscars deservedly. So it's one of the best movies of the year, but for some reason I have a feeling that this may be the category where Giamatti may end up winning as kind of an upset. I don't know what the odds are for him to win, but I think he might win. He's been around for a long time. He's done great work for a long time. And I don't know. I'll, like I said, I think I'm, if I had to bet money on it, I'm sure Killian Murphy's probably the favorite to win for Oppenheimer. But I, I, I don't know. I have something. I have a feeling that Paul Giamatti might pull that out. And I, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. Um, like I said, it wouldn't be a huge shock to me if he ends up winning. And I'll be very happy for him because, like I said, I'm biased. He's one of my favorite actors, and it'd be cool to see see him get that ultimate recognition uh, of a Best Actor uh, Academy Award, which would be pretty cool. Uh, but again, it's a very good movie. Like I said, it's a, it's a deliberate. Uh, it's got comedy. It's got drama. It's got poignant moments in it. It's uh, I enjoyed it a lot. And like I said, and I, the main reason I enjoyed it is, is because of the performances. And like I said, all three performances are good. Like I said, you know, Dominic uh, Sessa, like I said, in his first movie, he looks like a seasoned actor. Uh, it was pretty impressive for a first performance. And like I said, um, Divine Joy Randolph is fantastic as as Mary. So I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm going to give The Holdovers, directed by Alexander Payne, I'm going to go ahead and give it four stars out of five. So on that, on that review, it's a movie that I enjoyed very much. Uh, it's a movie that I would see again. I probably will see again just for the Paul Giamatti performance. Like I said, if you're a fan of Giamatti, uh, it's definitely one to check out. He's, like I said, he's great in it, uh, as he usually is. And it was an entertaining, like I said, it's kind of a throwback type of movie. Uh, so I'm going to give The Holdovers, directed by Alexander Payne, four stars out of five. So again, 
Uh, I haven't done a live show in a while, so if you're watching now, thank you for watching uh, either on X or on Facebook or on YouTube. Again, if you look at the ticker on the bottom here, uh, if you want to comment or chat, you can just do it. The best place to do it is on the Facebook page for the show or the YouTube channel, and I'll see it here. If you want to come on the show, if you have a comment about the holdovers or any other type, any other movie questions or anything like that, uh, just put in the chat that you want to come on. I'll throw the link in there, and uh, you just click on that. It's browser-based, and you can come right on. So uh, feel free to do that. I'm actually going to I think I've already put it in there once, but uh, let's see if it's in there. Yep, I've already put it in there. So actually, the link is in there. If you want to come on the show, that's fine. Again, I was hoping my son would come on, but I think he's in the middle of doing some other stuff. Uh, so uh, we will see if he pops back on. So um, as far as any other movie stuff that's going on, uh, you know, the background of this show is, like I said, I've been doing this podcast since 2018. So I've been on for, you know, five years, which I can't believe I've already done it this long. Uh, it's like I said, it's a it's a passion of mine. I love movies. I've loved movies since I was a small child. I continue to love them to this day. I love talking about them. I love seeing them. And this podcast just gives me a creative outlet to discuss movies, uh, review new movies, discuss old movies, and hopefully turn you on to movies maybe that you haven't seen before. So that's uh, my background for this podcast. So again, uh, if you have any questions about the holdovers or any comments about the holdovers, if you've seen it, let me know. Or if you have any comments on any recent movies that you've seen, like I said, feel free to jump into the chat here on YouTube or on the show's Facebook page, and I'll see the chat here. I'll be happy to respond. And again, uh, hoping my son will come on. Like I said, that was tentative uh, to see if he'll come on the live show. But uh, again, I love doing this podcast. I love talking movies. And like I said, I've wanted to do more of these live shows. I just haven't had the time. So hopefully if I can interact with some of you out there that are watching, even if you watch later after the show live show is over and you uh, watch the recording of this, interact anyway. You know, Send me a chat. Send me an email. The email for the show is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll respond there. Actually, the best way to get a hold of me is on X. The handle is at Bend Your Ear Pod. So if you watch this after the fact or on YouTube, send me a send me a email. You know, if you have a, any thoughts on the show, any questions about anything. If you want to be on a future live broadcast, let me know. Uh, I'll grab grab that information and then I'll you know get with you directly and let you know when I'm going to be doing a live show. And if you want to come on, we can talk movies. Like I said, it's it's open forum on these live shows. You know, I talked about the holdovers just now, but. We can talk about anything else going on in movies. If you have any questions about movies, you want to discuss it, uh, please feel free to come on. I love doing that. I love having those conversations. I have those conversations on Twitter all the time uh, about movies, uh, your favorite movies, things you like, things that are going on. So please feel free to do that. So again, uh, on live, I, pre I love being live. So again, if you want to support the show right up here, you got a QR code. Uh, feel free uh, if you want to uh, donate to help the show. Like I said, this is a one-man operation, so if you could do that, that'd be great. Or you can go to the tip jar on the X page. And like I said, I'm going to try to do these live shows more often. I haven't had the opportunity to do so. I'm going to try to do these, you know, whenever I can pop on, either with a review like I did today, or even if I want to just talk about something in general about movies that have that have come up. One of the things I can bring up movie-wise now is I see that they're they're making another Jurassic Park movie. So I don't know why they're doing that. Well, I do know why they're doing that. Uh, the The movie's total from the beginning to this one that came out a couple of years ago. They've made over $6 billion in box office. That's why they're doing another one. 
So I saw Jurassic World Dominion. I think that came out in 22. I, I, I never reviewed it for the podcast. I liked it. I thought it was decent. I know a lot of people actually really hated it. Did not like it at all. So, which is fine. And I, like I said, I, I, I thought it was all right. I didn't, I didn't come out of there going, man, there needs to be more of these. So, but again, that movie apparently made a ton of money worldwide as well. So they're still making money. So they're going to make another one that's coming out uh, June of 2025. But I guess I just read before I came on that the director and Universal have parted ways over creative differences. So they're, they're trying to get a new director like ASAP because they're not moving the date. So that movie's coming out in a little over a year. So it's summer of next year. So again, they, they keep cranking these movies out. Apparently, from what I understand, this is going to be, uh, so I guess for lack of a better term, a reboot because you're not going to have either... Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard are not going to be in it, and it's not going to have the original cast in it either. So it's basically going to be a brand new cast, brand new stories, and and kind of going from there. So that's going on with that. I like I said, I don't see the need for more of them, but hey, money talks when it comes to the movies like that. The other thing that I read, and my youngest son will appreciate it, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, which is one of his favorite movies, uh, which of course has Jim Carrey playing Robotnik. So there is going to be a third movie, which was not, uh, which was not news, but the news was whether Jim Carrey was going to come back or not. So, if you know Jim, if you know Jim Carrey has retired of, of, from acting, apparently. So after the second Sonic, he basically said, um, "You know, I'm done. Uh, I'm not going to do any more acting. I'm retired." And at the time that the second movie came out, I took my son to see it. I remember reading that. Uh, they had asked the directors and the, the makers of Sonic if they would recast the character in the third movie, if they would recast Robotnik. And they emphatically said, we will not do that. He's the only one that can play it. He's the best at it. And if he is truly retired, then we will just retire the character. We're not recasting it. We'll just have a different antagonist. So I was always wondering, I was wondering, man, I wonder if he's going to break his rule for this. Because I, from what I read... First of all, he's fantastic in him. I think he's, in, in my review of even Sonic 2, Sonic and even the first one, this is some of the funniest stuff he's done in movies in a long time. Now, he he's, hasn't made movies very frequently in the last 15 years, <clears throat> but it's been a while since I've really remember him, I remember laughing out loud at Jim Carrey in a movie. So he is very funny, and you can see he enjoys the over-the-top nature of this character, and it seems like he's having a great time playing it. So they just announced uh, this past week that he is actually coming back for the third movie, which I think is great news. I told my son, who was extremely happy about it, and then, of course, his next question was, when's the movie coming out? I'm like, I don't know. Uh, with the actors and writers strike, I think it was delayed. I don't even think the movie's in production yet. So it is good news that he's coming back, because like I said, I that's my favorite thing about these movies, is his performance. So at the very least, he's putting his retirement on hold, or at least making an exception maybe for this particular movie franchise. And I think, like I said, I think he really has enjoyed playing that character. And you can see that he's having a lot of fun doing it. So again, Jim Carrey is going to be back uh, for Sonic 3. I'm trying to think of some other movie news that I've run into recently. Uh, some big news. So again, I know the Academy Awards are on the horizon here. I think they're coming in a couple of weeks. Or I think in March, actually. So regarding the film's 
for that, I, you know, I'm behind the eight ball on that because, like I said, I don't get to go to the movies as much as I like. And when it comes to a lot of these Oscar films, I mean, to be honest with you, there are a lot of smaller movies I don't get a chance to see. Like I said, I haven't seen Barbie. I've seen Oppenheimer. Um, so I've seen, you know, I've seen The Holdovers. So I've seen a, a few of the movies and a few of the nominated performances in these movies. So again, my Oscar takes are, are not going to be very prescient because I haven't really seen a lot of the movies. And the show itself, I, I watch it every year. Uh, thank goodness for DVR because I let it record and then I just fast forward and I can blow through it uh, pretty quickly as instead of the three and a half hours that it usually takes to watch it live. Uh, so like I said, I watch it every year just to see. Like I said, this year I'll be rooting for Paul Giamatti. And I'll probably be rooting for Robert Downey Jr. too. It'll be cool. He seems to be the odds-on favorite to win for Best Supporting Actor, like I stated a little bit earlier. Uh, I think he's definitely probably a shoe-in to win. And I don't, like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I just, like I said, I don't think, um, or I have a feeling that Killian Murphy might get upset by Paul Giamatti. I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I won't be shocked. But again, I won't be stunned if, if Giamatti ends up taking home uh, that Oscar. And then, of course, Christopher Nolan, who... I'm a big fan of, and uh, of course, in my review of Oppenheimer, you can go back and, and look at that. Uh, that's his that's his best film to me since The Dark Knight. Uh, I haven't been I've had um, up and down opinions on his films since The Dark Knight, so that would be Interstellar and Tenant and Dunkirk. I think are the three he's made, and uh, Tenant I, and Tenant. I have to watch. I think I have to do a rewatch on Tenant. I I gave it a three out of five star review. I had I had some issues with the movie, and I had some issues with Interstellar as well. Dunkirk I thought was very good, very good war film. I don't know if it's one of my favorite ones, but it was good. But Oppenheimer, you know, I remember the hype when it came out, and it, it lived up to the hype. So like I said, you can go back to my review. Uh, if you go back into the podcast feed, you can check my review out of Oppenheimer. So Chris Nolan getting Best Director, that's always a, a, a tricky one too because I don't know how they're going to vote for Oppenheimer. Is it going to be one of those things like, you know, Return of the King where they sweep everything, you know, save a couple of awards? Or is it a situation where Oppenheimer gets a lot of the awards but they award Best Director to another film that the Academy likes? Because if, you, if you're not aware, the, the director's, awards are 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 voted on by directors only actors by actors it's kind of they're all separated that way so that's why kind of sometimes you get you know you get differing results so you have a movie that may be sweeping in all the other categories including best picture and then best director will be a win from a different movie uh, because either the directors want to champion maybe a smaller film that they loved or a director that they are big fans of and sometimes the director of the movie that's going to win all the rest of the awards doesn't win so in this case that's something that might happen to christopher nolan and i still think there's that bias that kind of commercial bias even though christopher nolan makes different types of movies i think because of the success of those movies i think he's still kind of labeled as a commercial director and sometimes that that goes against you when you're up for for an academy award so we'll see what happens i'm interested to see how that shakes out so we'll see what happens in the in the academy awards so again, welcome to the live show. If you're watching, uh, like I said, you can look at the bottom here. If you want to chat, you can chat on the YouTube channel or on the Facebook channel for the show. And if you want to have a question, just pop on. I'll probably be on here for a few more minutes. I was going to see if my son was going to come on, but it doesn't look like he is going to. So I will stay on here live for a couple more minutes. Uh, to recap, uh, I reviewed and discussed the holdovers. 
that stars Paul Giamatti, directed by Alexander Payne. I've given that movie four stars out of five, so I do recommend it. It's, I think, still playing in the movies now, and it's actually streaming, I know for sure, on Peacock. Uh, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere else, but it is there. So if you have, you have Peacock, you can watch it at home uh, at your leisure. Uh, so again, uh, the holdovers, I'm giving four stars out of five. So again, this is the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. Uh, again, I'm going to try to do more of these live reviews or live discussions, and hopefully we'll get some participation uh, if I can do these more often, either through the chat or having people come on the show. So again, uh, I will um, ask if you do see this recorded after the fact, f- still interact. You can still leave a chat in the YouTube chat window, or if you want to send me an email, again, that email is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. Or the best way to get a hold of me if you want to be on a future show um, when I record live or we can do it you know, at, you know, at a different time, hit me up on X. That's the best, easiest way to get a hold of me. The X handle is at Bend Your Ear Pod. I'm there all the time. I'm there every day. So you can either shoot me a DM or you can tweet at me there um, to talk about movies or if you want to actually be on the show. Or you know, I can let you know when I'm going to record next or when the live show is going to be. Like I said, I'm going to try to do these live shows uh, more often, it's just tough. Like I said, it's tough not to have a quiet house like I do now. Uh, so I try to do it, and it's going to be sometimes at odd times. I was lucky to be able to do it today. So if you want to do that, again, reach out to me on X, or like I said, you can email me at bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com, or we can even talk in the email. We can talk on, on X, but I definitely want to try to uh, do more live of these shows. I really want to because the, the one part of the, the podcast that is lacking for me is the ability to interview people or have discussions with people on the podcast just because and that's all due to my limited availability so i want to try to utilize these live shows to reach out to you out there that are watching watching this or just listening to the audio podcast because obviously this started as an audio podcast it will always be an audio podcast i just incorporated the video component to hopefully boost my audience and increase the engagement with me um, and the show so if you, if you listen to this and never watch the videos and only listen to the audio podcast, that's fantastic. I appreciate that. Uh, every download that I get, I am very appreciative. Like I said, I've started this from nothing. You know, I'm not someone that's, you know, famous, obviously. So, you know, those big podcasts for celebrities that have, you know, millions of downloads a week. I'm not that. I'm, you know, I'm a independent podcaster. So, and the audio podcast is always going to be the main thing for me because that's the best way and that's the easiest way for you guys to listen to it. If you happen to watch the video, that's fantastic. And I enjoy doing the videos and I want to do more of them, but I want to use it as a tool to drive people to the audio podcast and to engage with me, hopefully either by coming on the show video wise, and then we put it in the audio form or by having people come on uh, to interview, which is great. I want to increase that engagement. So I want to use the video to hopefully drive engagement to the audio podcast and increase the audience. Because I do want to increase the audience. I want to, I want to have a, a community of people that enjoy movies, that enjoy talking about movies, and that and and just and I I probably said this before. And, and I'm not a, I'm not a person that bags that I'm not here to to troll on movies or to trash movies. I, I'm not interested in any of that conversation. So if that's what you're interested in, this is not the right show for you. It's not to say that I don't give movies. If there's a movie I don't like, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a bad review if I don't enjoy it. But I don't troll things just to troll. I give my honest opinion on, on movies that I see. 
And uh, I love the community of movie, of film Twitter, for the most part, and other movie podcasters that are just doing this for the love of movies and to engage in a positive manner. Like I said, we can still criticize and talk about movies that we think are terrible, but it doesn't have to be in a way that's, you know, troll-like. So I don't do that, and I have no interest in that. So just putting it out there as a uh, as a disclaimer. But again, I want to increase the reach of the show. Again, if you listen to the audio or watch this video, if you come by it, even if you're scrolling on, on X or Facebook or YouTube, if you're not a movie fan or if you know somebody that's a movie buff, you know, Turn them on to the podcast, you know, have them recommend, you know, recommend it if you don't mind. If you do listen to the show, the audio podcast, uh, like I said, that's that's the most, this is an audio podcast. That's where, you know, I deliver that the most. That's where people engage the most by downloading and listening to the show. If you do that, if you can do me a favor, wherever you listen to it, if you can rate and review it, that is hugely important, especially for someone like me who's independent, who is trying to build that audience. Uh, if you can rate and review the more ratings and reviews I can generate on Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you listen to it, that'll help raise the profile of the show. So basically what that means is if somebody's searching for a movie podcast and uh, they are looking for something new to listen to, because I look, I listen to several podcasts myself, and I know if you're a regular podcast listener to different podcasts, you know that a lot of times you run out. A lot of times either they're not recording or there's no new episodes so you try to find something new to kind of occupy the time. And if you rate and review the show, it'll become more searchable when they search for it or actually it'll raise the profile. So hopefully I become a show that's on more list on the top so that they'll try it out. So the more you do that, the more that helps the show and raise the profile. So if you can do that, I would really appreciate it uh, if you can rate and review. And again, if you want to engage with me, the best way is on X at Bend Your Ear Pod. And you can email the show at bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. All right, I think I've stretched enough. I was trying to see if my son was going to come on. Uh, He doesn't look like he'll be here tonight. But I'll reach back out. I'll have him on. He's a big movie buff like I am. And he's also a comic book buff as well. So he definitely has distinct opinions, especially on DC versus Marvel. And about comic book movies and comic books in general. So he's always a great guest to have on. So I'll definitely reach back out to him to get on. And again, if you ever want to come on, let me know, uh, email me or hit me up on X. And like I said, it's super easy to get on the show. Everything's browser-based. I send you a link. You come in, you're on the show. So uh, like I said, I definitely want to try to do that. You know, all of my friends and family that listen and watch, I really appreciate it. Uh, if you have friends that like the movie, you know, movies and like to talk movies, you know, turn them on to the podcast and again, come on as well. So again, I really appreciate Everyone that listens to the audio podcast, I really appreciate everyone that's watched the videos. It's very rewarding. Like I said, I love to do this. I do this for fun. Uh, I do it, you know, for my enjoyment and hopefully you enjoy it as well. And hopefully, like I said, I really want to try to increase the engagement uh, of the podcast. So what I'm going to try to do, we'll see what happens this weekend with me. Uh, I may pop on again to do another live show. Like I said, I'm going to try to do these on the fly and when I know I have an opportunity to have, you know, 30, 45 minutes to come on and uh, kind of freewheel it a little bit, I'll maybe have something prepared, but I'm really going to continue to try to come live. I know for me, I need to do it more often so that it generates more looks and especially on YouTube so that people maybe will start seeing it and engage. So I'll I'll try to make that effort. 
Uh, I know that, you know, if I don't do that, then there's never going to be any engagement. So I'm going to try to do my part and engage more through the live video. And hopefully uh, I can get some of you to come on to do the chat or discuss or, or have those movie conversations. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to doing that and making that attempt and that effort to be better at that. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And uh, I will have a new episode soon. I don't know what the next movie will be. I haven't done an older movie in a while, so I may go into the archives here and, and pick an older movie and get that out there uh, to review and discuss. So again, thank you for watching and thank you for listening to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. And I will see you soon. Take care. Have a great weekend.